This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's a Thursday at this time, so here's Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Morning, Wendy. Always nice hanging out with you. Good morning, Brad. It's nice to be with you today, too. So this morning's one, while everybody's pouring milk over their post-toasties, might not like our conversation, but here it goes anyway. And the big question for us on this Thursday morning, dairy. Is it good or is it bad? Wendy, it's so much part of our lives. You can hardly imagine life without dairy in it. I think so. And, you know, many people struggle to avoid the dairy, especially if they have a problem associated with dairy products. So it provides a lot of comfort. Um, and, you know, it's one of the staples. So it is very tough, you know, when people are told, oh, you shouldn't be having dairy. So, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting topic, actually. I think so, too. So, so let's talk <laughs> about that, because the big thing when it comes to dairy is, you know, it's got the protein in it and it's got the calcium in it, amongst other things. And these, from what we can see as consumers, are sort of the way that they're really punting these two things. Get your calcium in and get your protein in. Um, is it really all it's cracked up to be, uh, Wendy? Well, not necessarily. So I, I think there's, everybody says, well, you have to have milk and dairy products for calcium. And, and I don't necessarily believe that that is true. <clears throat> but there's, there's a couple of downsides to your dairy products that mm. I think are important to consider as well. So one of the main ones is that your milk and your dairy products are very high in saturated fats which is not the healthy type of fats that we want to be consuming oh. um, because they accumulate in the arteries and around the organs. So, one of, you know, they can certainly lead to heart disease and Alzheimer's disease and diabetes and those kind of things. We have a much higher risk for breast and ovarian cancers as well as prostate cancers because there's so many hormones and antibiotics found in the dairy products as well. Yeah, that is something to consider. Um, but most adults and many children uh, are not always able to use that lactose. And I've seen on the shelves, and this has been there for a while now, but this lactose-free milk to say, okay, if lactose is the issue, then here's a milk without the lactose that's better for you. So how does that work? Yeah, so many of us are just unable to break down that lactose. So we, don't, we no longer produce the lactase enzyme, which is necessary to break down lactose. And so that can cause um, unpleasant digestive symptoms. So people who struggle with a lot of diarrhea or very loose stools, mm-hmm. um, lots of flatulence and bloating, it could potentially be due to a lactose um, sensitivity or intolerance. Um, I've heard it said um, that if you're struggling with, uh, you know, particularly kids, you know, if you've got a bit of a cold coming on, hold back on the dairy products. That would, that would seem to me to assume that dairy products can uh, give you a bit of the, the nose runs there and... Uh, not necessarily good in that area. Absolutely. So dairy products create mucus in the body. Um, so if you have any mucusy issues, any sinus, postnasal drip, um, any of those kind of things, I would suggest avoiding dairy. And it could be a dairy intolerance. So it, it might be a long-term. <clears throat> excuse me. Mm. Um, it, it might be a long-term thing that you need to cut out the, the lactose. Um, but it's even in the short term, if you've got any upper respiratory issues, you should be avoiding the dairy products. So we started off this conversation with the, the fact that the dairy is often flouted as um, essential for calcium, you know, to avoid brittle bones and, and all of that. And uh, I mean, I'm for one, don't consume dairy. That's a personal choice. And then people always say, oh, but what about your bones? As if it's the only source of calcium that exists in the world. Yes. And I think that's where, you know, marketing has certainly um, got the better of us. 
because there's, there's, there's not really a lot of evidence that confirms whether dairy products actually benefit bone health. And calcium is available in many other food sources. So dairy is not necessarily an essential food item. So how come it, it is uh, marketed as such, as if you know we need to have it, it is essential if you have to look at a food pyramid, which I think is a good conversation for another day. Um, you know, there it is. You've always got the little, the, you know, the, the standard glass bottle with the white li- uh, liquid inside, you know, with a block of cheese and a tub of yogurt next to it saying this is what you have to have in your diet. Yes. So dairy products are often included in the diet. Obviously, they have uh, some, you know, they, they have uh, proteins. There is fat in the, in the dairy products. <clears throat> so you, you, you would, if you don't have an intolerance, want to potentially include them. But they're not the be-all and end-all. And you have to look at the amount of calcium that is actually absorbed from there or, or how much does your body use mm. from the particular product. And if you really break it down and you take the percentages, there's not a huge percentage difference in the absorption of calcium as there is from dairy, as there is, say, from some cooked spinach or from some broccoli or from some beans or from mm. something else. So there are many other forms of, um, of other foods that we can eat that give us similar quantities of calcium. Um, and I think that's important to know is how much calcium is enough. I think if we don't know the numbers, we'll just, you know, have our dairy or whatever, eat lots of spinach and hope we make up the numbers. So can you help us to understand how much we should be getting in? Well, it's difficult to say because it varies from person to person. Uh-huh. And it also varies from, you know, how does your body metabolize calcium? Because that's also, you know, there's not a standard formula that you need, you know, 100 milligrams of calcium I every see. day. You, you could need 150 or you might only need 50. But what's interesting is that some of the research showed that when, when people were fed low-calcium diets, their intestines actually became more efficient at absorbing the calcium oh. um, and their kidneys were better at conserving it. So that shows that your body does adjust. So obviously we don't want to starve our bodies of calcium and if you're eating a balanced diet um, and you're covering most of the food groups, then you should get sufficient um, calcium from your, from your diet. If you're doing things that are depleting calcium from your diet, like drinking lots of uh, fizzy drinks, um, not having a balanced diet, not eating any vegetables, mm. then you, know, you want to maybe look at um, adjusting your diet somewhat because that is going to then draw calcium out of your body. Yeah, so we, we also don't want to take in too much calcium. No, because when we overfeed calcium, this becomes a dangerous thing. And this is where my, um, my problem with calcium supplementation comes in. Because if, our, uh, if we're overfed calcium, whether it be in the form of food or uh, supplements, our intestines then block the calcium absorption. And so our kidneys eliminate more. And if they can't eliminate that calcium, then that excess calcium lands up getting dumped into our soft tissue. So we land up with joint aches and pains. Um, it clogs our arteries because it actually calcifies in the arteries. Calcium is a calcifier, mm. um, so it calcifies in the arteries, and um, and it can cause kidney stones and all sorts of other things. Mm. So you really don't want to be having too much calcium because it does certainly increase our um, risk for illness. So um, if we're having this, a balanced diet, if we are consuming things across the board, as you said, color spectrum, we're going to get enough in. But calcium aside... 
now someone's listening to the radio and saying, no, but I mean, I need milk to pour over my cereal. So I'll push through the, the, you know, the bloating and the flatulence and the diarrhea because what else do I put on my cornflakes, you know, and don't give me all of these other weird things. So I think we, we're so stuck in our ways. We almost don't really know how to change because of culture. And this is what we've always done leaves us stuck. That's right. It does leave us stuck. And we don't have to have porridge for breakfast. You know, if you don't want to use a milk alternative, there are many now. There's, there's such a variety. Mm. But if you don't want to use a milk alternative, change your meal. You know, go for something different. Have maybe eggs and, and toast. Or you can do something completely different that doesn't have... We don't have to have cereal for breakfast. We can have a, a meal. You know, yes. you can have last night's leftovers for breakfast. Yeah. So it really is a mindset. You know, there is a lot still to choose from. It doesn't mean, now you can't have milk, you can't eat anything. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can still do. You've actually opened up something here, which I think is so essential. We get so caught up in this is how it's always been done or this is how we've been taught to do it. This is the way that it is. And then we become, uh, become undone and we try to desperately find alternatives to replace the thing that we know is not necessarily great for us as an individual, but we don't really know what to do. So we just stick with what we've always done and have to deal with the results that it gives us, even if we have to take extra medication or feel uncomfortable. So it's quite a journey, though. Uh, personally, I've had to remove a few things from my life, and that journey can be quite difficult, Wendy. It is. It's, it's not an easy journey to make. Um, but sometimes, well, often, the benefits outweigh the, the difficulty. Mm-hmm. And once we create, it's like creating new neural pathways. As soon as we come up with new ideas, I think the thing is that people get stuck in, well, what am I going to eat now? Because I always have that for breakfast. So if you can come up with some other ideas, so you give yourself three or four alternatives, then it's not so overwhelming anymore because now you think, oh, okay, this is doable. I can, I can manage this because I've got something else in my arsenal. Mm. So now I know, okay, instead of that, I'll do that or that or that. And you've got a few different um, options, and then it takes the overwhelm out of it. Well, I think this has been a fantastic conversation, a necessary one. Uh, why suffer if the, we can find an alternative? And if you don't know, ask. There's plenty to find on the net, but uh, that can also be confusing because you end up stuck on an American website or something else, and then we're not sure how that relates to us and our shops and what we can make and what we can't make at hold of Wendy. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Couldn't be easier. Wendy, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Um, so the best at the, at the moment would be by my cell phone, which is 082-490-8812. My website is currently under construction, so there's no website at the moment, but that should be up and running very soon. Uh, fantastic. So you get in touch with Wendy, make that appointment, go and see her at her practice and get the help that you need. Let's move forward positively with our health. Always a pleasure to spend time with uh, you, Wendy, and you have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks, Brad. You too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.